You are listening to episode number 449 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. Pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. We have a very special guest in our midst, sir. Yes, yes, we do. I'll tell you what, if 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 we can't have Karen here, right, we need somebody who can help elevate you and I out of the depths of being nothing more than a couple of fraternity guys sitting around a table uh, <laughs> smashing empty beer cans against our forehead. And, and I, and that I think is a we tall found, order. I think we found him. <laughs> Graham, welcome to the podcast, buddy. <laughs> Tony, Mark, thank you. This is super exciting. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, listen, before we get into it, and Mark, if you don't mind me uh, just giving uh, Graham 15 seconds, talk to us about the Chef Demoni podcast. Yeah. We've talked about you, but talk about yourself. <laughs> well, sure. I'd be delighted. So uh, the best segue into Chef Demoni, I think, for 360 Vegas listeners is the fact that, well, all three of you have appeared on the show at various times from Oscar's Restaurant. Tony's been on an episode where we talked about uh, Lotus of Siam, among other great restaurants. And Karen very kindly agreed to be my co-host for a season-ending episode uh, for the last season of Cheftimony. But basically, the podcast is all about food. Uh, I work now, as Tony does, as a lawyer, but a few years ago, I took some time away from that to be a uh, a professional cook. And then uh, I had to go back to law, or chose to go back to law, did go back to law, and I started (laughs) Cheftimony as uh, my way to stay connected to the culinary crowd. And so that's what the show is all about. And because I love Las Vegas, many, many of the interviews that I do with chefs and, and food-loving lawyers and other folks uh, happen in Las Vegas. That and that's what a, it's all about. It's such an and amazing clear, journey. It really is. Because, Graham, weren't you, when you, when you stepped away from law, did you, did you work in Vegas as, in the restaurant scene? Well, I can't say I worked, but I did do what's called a stage, uh, several stages. And a stage is just a French term for internship, basically. And it's a it's an ancient tradition where people will go into other restaurants when you're traveling to learn about different approaches to cooking. So uh, I've had the, the really the joy of doing stages most uh, often at uh, Bouchon in the Venetian. And uh, Chef Josh Crane, who is still the, the, I think he's now the executive chef, they call him Chef de Cuisine or Executive Chef. Just a wonderful guy, super talented chef, and he's had me in uh, several times. It's been a few years now, but just a wonderful experience. And through Josh and and others who have worked in that kitchen, I've I've had the privilege of getting to know other Las Vegas chefs. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a great ride and it continues. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. Now, Mark, before we started, uh, before you hit the record button, you made a, a kind of an offhand comment that I thought would be fun for us to talk about. You made mention about um, the the carousel bar and something about justifiable non-comping something something. What's that about? All right. So what I've what I've come to learn, um, a friend of the show, Ben and and myself, were at the carousel bar and we're sitting next to each other. And Ben, like a lot of people, likes to stop every once in a while and assess his, his cards or he gets distracted by social media. Whereas if you hung out with me, I have a fucking dead radar lock on, on what it is I'm doing the whole time. So what I noticed was I never had a problem getting a drink at all because I was just playing constantly. Like, you couldn't stop me. We'd be in the middle of a conversation, and I'd look over to you for a second, but I'm still playing the game the whole time. So I wasn't taking any break at all. So that that seems to be 
what their criteria is is just non-stop play don't stop whatever you do hmm. listen as a as a very happily married man to a woman of 12 years those are things that you can do where I don't need to engage with my wife. Like I don't have to sit there and have deep philosophical conversations with my wife. I can sit there. I can play the game. I can look over ask you know, answer any questions she may have on how to play a hand or, or wave over a waitress for us to, to get another drink or something of that point. But in a scenario whereby I'm sitting at a Vegas vacation with you or Graham or somebody, and I want to engage in conversation, perhaps the carousel bar isn't the most ideal Location is probably what I'm picking up from you. Yeah, it's it, it's not. If you're going for eating, you know what? I would liken it very much to the way that I describe what I do with the strip and uh, and my locals. Now, if I go down to the strip to the gamble to gamble, I'm not looking for the best bet I can do. I'm going there for the atmosphere. I'm going there for the people that I'm hanging out with. If I want real good odds and stuff, I'm going to a locals casino. Okay, fair enough. Graham, have you had an opportunity to check out the Carousel Bar yet? I have not. Most uh, recent time we were back in Vegas was not that long ago, end of June, and we just didn't make it. It was one of those okay. things where it was it was on the list. Uh, we wound up close to it. We were downtown for a while. <laughs> I met up with, with Karen and Mark at uh, El Cortez, and we had dinner at Pizza Rock. All of that was awesome. Uh, I gave Scott from Vital Vegas some grief because we'd been texting earlier in the day and, or no, we'd been speaking the night before. That was that um, downtown grand experience where we had a whole bunch of us who were keen to play craps and only half the table. Oh, was half open. the table, yep. Yeah. So we had had that experience and then uh, chatting with Scott, he had suggested maybe happy hour at Oscars um, the next day. And I thought that was great. Sent him a text early in the day and then uh, bumped into him at Pete to rock many hours later and he said text, so what text and then when, oh yeah like, that came in like, at 11 where the hell is he morning. i haven't heard back from him yet and i'm like well he's, he's behind you <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so, so all to say didn't make it to the plaza this trip so still on the on the to-do list nice. um, cool. well but go ahead, go I ahead. Say, but i'm not a uh, i'm not a video poker player so i'm kind of key oh. like i'm i'm okay with the uh i don't want to touch a nerve here but i'm okay with the sit at the bar pay for a drink kind of thing i also sure. get that if you are a video poker player you have a different Graham. different perspective on it <laughs> you're, you're like the first person i've ever heard that i'm like no no, no i'll pay for drinks that's fine like part of <laughs> yeah. part of my goal when it came to gambling it was like i'm gonna gamble so i get free drinks <laughs> exactly exactly well so listeners the point of uh graham's story is he will be at vegas vacation so if no, 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 you bailing on us. No, we can't. No, I well, told I, you I was going to open mouth kiss you when you I were in No, you know, you know what that's for? That's for Tahoe. That's for Zorkfest. And I oh, will be there okay. for, okay. yeah, I'll, okay. I'll be there in October. I'm, but I'm yeah. confusing my open mouth kiss opportunities. That's I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so save that for California done. in October. <laughs> done and done. Fair enough. You know what? I think we should probably start that's the show. That's what's known okay. as a gentleman's agreement right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's Mark, he's Graham, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. Caesars Palace Legendary Casino Dome has a crystal chandelier that weighs approximately 3,200 pounds and is comprised of 12,000 individual crystals. We got that from at Vegas Travel News. I had no idea. Like I, I like like you see you see the chandelier bar and you're like, well that clearly sets this, you know, the, the, the bar for chandeliers. But uh, when you consider how old that thing is, like we were talking about what kind of power wash they'd have to do to it when, when they were renovating <laughs> that area. <laughs> I think my favorite part about it is it's um, the embodiment of the old school Caesars, like the original Caesars. Mm -hmm. And it's always fun to kind of walk through that area, right? Because it's, it's got the lower, um, the lower, lower ceilings. ceilings. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. just, it's, you want to feel old school that is the best place to walk through vegas outside of um uh maybe el cortez right yeah that's that's the most original or authentic in my opinion old vegas it's, it's beautiful i'm just looking at the picture now that uh, that mark linked to it's it's uh yeah it really is a thing of beauty and caesar's is the first hotel i ever stayed at first property i stayed at in vegas on my first trip in 2000 
And I remember looking at this area and being impressed with it then and still now. I mean, it's uh, it's gorgeous. I was on a that was on a trip with many many other guys on a double stag, and I slept on a pullout cot in somebody's room. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't a luxury introduction to Vegas, but um, but man, that the was that's itself a great part about Vegas. Like when you can't when you can barely afford it, you can still yes. somehow afford it, and yes. then once you actually earn enough to, that you can treat yourself, you're like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> it's so much better to have a bed yes <laughs> look at me i've made it i have two pillows right. that's right this is success <laughs> all right let's roll into the twit pick of the week i may not like the cities that are complex on the strip but that isn't saying that they aren't sexy as hell buildings especially aria it's a vegas conundrum I never have any luck playing at the property, and yet I still enjoy visiting it. Did they crack the code on this one? Is this the ultimate goal, is to make it clear to people that you are going to lose, but you're going to enjoy your stay? At Maverick Kelly really provides a fun perspective of the property that anchors the office park on the strip. Thanks, Jim Muren. I told you I met with some of their people and they're like going, so you don't like Jim, huh? <laughs> I'm like, nah, have I made that clear? That's awesome. That's I awesome. don't like office parks. I love this picture. Every time I see a picture, particularly a Maverick Heli one, I love the process of orienting myself mm. uh, to it. So Rio in the distance, I can see there, that definitely mm. helped. And then you see Vidara and Cosmo and then and a little bit of Bellagio peeping through in the background. Yes. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. That's gorgeous. You, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, Graham, for how I felt when I was looking at this. Uh, if I would have titled this picture, I would have titled it "Where's Waldo?" Yes. And I don't, and I, you know, and I mean that because what, as you aptly point out, that whole idea of okay, what direction, where am I looking? And then all of a sudden, you're starting to take it in. And you're like, oh yes. yeah, yeah, that's real. Oh shit, look yeah, at that, yeah. that little sliver right there. That's Bellagio. Yes. Found, found, found that's Waldo. exactly what inspired this monologue. <laughs> it's exactly what inspired it. That's awesome. That was well. And you know what else I loved about this picture, Mark, and why I think this is a winner is because in 50 years from now, five zero and 50 years from now. Oh, by the way, uh, shout out two losses that are just absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, loss number one, shout out to our best, dearest friends, uh, Rob and Kathy, their beloved uh, dog, Barney, just no, passed over Barney. the uh, Rainbow Bridge. Um and I had the wonderful opportunity. I got to meet Barney. What a sweet, fun, Aww. amazing dog. I, I just pissed the hell out of, uh, not really, but uh, I he had a particular squeaky toy that I had no problem squeaking. And then I would throw it and he would grab it and he would squeak it. And Rob and Kathy are are with my my friend Jason Gilligan, and they're trying to have conversations. And all you can hear is squeak, 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 throw, squeak, 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 return, squeak, squeak, throw. Uh, but also, we lost Tony Bennett. Yes. And so yes, we did. Yeah. When, we, when I look at these pictures and I think about how much the three of us relish old school Vegas and what it was like back then, we're getting to see it present day. There will be people in 50 years from now who will look back on this picture, Mark, that you've highlighted and mm -hmm. go, wow, can you imagine what that was like back in 2023 where you had these these different uh because who knows what the strip will look like but the inevitably likely be gone in 50 years from now so you've captured one two three four five different five different uh casinos that will likely not be around in 50 years from now it's just it truly I, is a historic picture i, I am selfishly hoping that i get to live through because i do agree with you i, th I think vegas is dangerously cascading to a to a bad place to be as far as a vacation destination and i'm just like i just want to live while it's still good like, like once i die dive into become all bland same buildings you know everywhere let's have no, nothing of color whatsoever and uh mm -hmm. but but as long as i survived while they had some of it well they had the, some of the good stuff do you do you think that that descent mark not to take us down a real side road here but is that all the corporate bean counting that's going on? The 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 unthemed properties and the nickel and diming on the resort fees and every other fee that's out there these days. Is that is that all just part of the intense corporatization that's happening? Absolutely it is. Unfortunately, yeah. it's it's opportunities found in paid parking and and resort fees that that 
they somehow got away with, and I, I still think at some point they're gonna they're gonna have to pay for it. But uh, in, in the meanwhile, it's it's really hard to tell your stockholders, you know, yeah, we can't, we're we're not gonna charge for parking anymore. We're like, I'm sorry, how much did we make off that last quarter? We're like, oh well, thirty five million. Yeah, yeah, we better keep that going. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to say, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to check out uh, Tahoe in October is mm-hmm. just because I've heard it's a much smaller place. It's, uh, you know, the lounge access, I think, is a little better there on the Caesars properties. And I don't know. I've never seen it, but I'm curious, right, if it's not quite as far down this corporatization path as Vegas seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. News is brought to you by Vegas Near Me. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. And first up, we do have some 360 Vegas Vacation 12 clarifications, such as, for example, Graham won't be there. <laughs> like I thought was, That's the main one. Which right? is funny because I'd be like, where is that fucker? I swear to God, if he is hiding from me. The starting bar for the Beer Crawl Tuesday is no longer Neon Desert Brewing because it's closed. Instead, Hop Nuts will be the first stop. Like I said, it's listed on the blog now, but previously it, it was not, so I wanted to make that clarification. And also, those that RSVP'd for the cabana, it's at the Chelsea pool that will be, not the boulevard pool, which everybody thinks it is. This one's towards the back of the property. Now, something cool developed just for attendees. Those using the Vegas Near Me app can simply search VV12, and you'll find details on all the venues that we have featured this year. That's awesome. You'll have access to menus, to GPS directions, and a ton more related to these stops. It's way better than the search engine that you're currently using. You've got to check it out. It's a free app, and you love Vegas, so what are are you waiting for? And it's available on Android and fucking uh, Apple shit. Nice. That's awesome. No excuses. Everybody needs to give it a shot. Check it out. Having seen uh, Julian use it uh, and, and and just having played with it a little bit myself, um, yeah, really amazing. When we were at, uh, where was it, Mark? Uh, Bacon Nation when Julian was there. Right. He's like, yeah, boom, boom, boom. And George, his colleague, like this, yeah, it's amazing what that can do. Yeah. That's fun. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, Mark, talk to me about a Caesar's meth party. The fool that held his girlfriend, which uh, was not widely reported pre- previous to uh, this this report, this recording. Uh, I mean, was it really? I thought last week when we talked about it, it, it was she, just a woman that he was holding hostage. Once yeah, you find out it's his bang- girlfriend, you're like, uh, okay, well, I don't know if he's holding her hostage or not. But, right, right. Fair point, yeah. fair point. Anyway, he was supposedly holding her hostage while throwing things out of his room at Caesar's Palace. Appeared in court this week. He is formally being charged with first-degree kidnapping, coercion with a deadly weapon, destruction of property worth $5,000 or more, and disregarding the safety of persons or property. Turns out Weirdo Overheard uh, has done this before because uh, they are looking for him in Colorado. It's the same bullshit. He was held with $750,000 bail. What a dickhead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I... Some people I, I, just can't really handle no. Vegas. Obviously, that's right. Some people can't <laughs> handle their meth. What is this? Your first time using meth? I know, right? Come on. <laughs> I used to do three hits a night. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then nextly, we've got the uh, more Fountain Blue details. All right. At Melts Vegas is reporting that the Fountain Blue is on track to open December first of 2023. The project began in 2007, but closed in 2009, and it's just been the big blue building no one liked. As a reminder, the casino floor will be 150,000 square feet, or said another way, slightly smaller than Aria. It'll have 13,000, or no, sorry, 1,300 slot machines, 127 table games. The high limit room will have 18,000 square feet, and the sports book approximately 13,000 square feet. The 3,644 rooms uh, are, are also include 421 suites. It's also claimed that, uh, to have 36 unique and first-to-market restaurants. 
That's a bold proclamation right that's there. That's insane. At the end. Thirty-six. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That. Ooh. That is huge. The um, that's got to be super that is going radar, on. Graham. Holy. Oh yeah. I'm. It, can't wait to check this property out. What is the over under on December first, twenty twenty three opening? I think they're going to pull uh, it Mark, off. You think so? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny because I'm going to take the over. I'll okay. Take the over. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. You think if they're missing F1 anyway, they'll push it back into 2024. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, as we record this on uh, July 21st, they have effectively 10 days for the rest of this month, and then they have only August, September, October, November, if they're going to open on December 1. But you got to remember That's the majority of what they needed to do was interior-wise, and we haven't seen uh, the progress that they're, ma- that they're making for that. We've seen the exterior... You know, and it's it's significant, but I mean, this was essentially an empty building. They had to populate it with shit. Uh, I, I I want to be wrong. I do not think <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is Prop Bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, this year's winner of the World Series of Poker won $12.1 million. It's the largest payout in the main event's history. It's the running cost of a douche. Yes. <laughs> right? That is a lot of fucking Axe Body Spray monster. <laughs> uh, monster. That would have been fun. I was so, I was so, I was like right there. You ha- I was that you guy it. that gets right to the fucking finish. You got it. <laughs> you got it. You, you're you're expecting energy. the Grand Slam out of the stadium. And it's like, I, dude, you got the Grand Slam, uh, but it's in the, it's in right, the stadium. Just, just take it. Just take just it. Just take it. Take it. Game. It's just in. Married Bonvoy members can now use points for stays at MGM Resorts as part of a 20-year deal recently announced. Good for them. That's how Karen uh, ended up getting status at Cosmo was her Marriott connection. Right. Right, yeah. And that many more hotels now. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Maybe they'll start playing at MGM properties. Well, let's not get crazy, Grant. (laughs) Come on. Come on. That's right. I'll I know this is your first time first on the podcast. I mean, we don't have to make these big overture statements. It's fine. Right. These crazy statements. Right. Don't put yourself in a corner. <laughs> the Clark County Commissioners approved building access to Old Red at Horseshoe from the Flamingo Pedestrian Bridge. The renderings make it look similar to the pedestrian bridge that funnels those into Mecca Walgreens. Hmm. It makes hmm. logical sense. I just, I don't know how thrilled I am about that. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I, I will reserve judgment I, w- until I cross the bridge. I'll, uh, I like I it. Yeah. <laughs> Chronic Tacos. God damn, I like your poems. style, your, your logic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're good for my ego, man. I need you to hang out with me more often because all my wife does is just fucking just beat me down. Just beat me down. <laughs> Keeps me in my damn place. <clears throat> Chronic Tacos closed at Palm's Food Court this week. Did you ever have it? Not once. Didn't even know it existed. Yeah, they had them at, uh, I think it's still there at uh, the uh, Container Park. And I, I haven't, I still haven't had it yet. Like, if it's still there, they've been there like three years. I haven't, I haven't touched it. Hmm. Has Palm's ever been a big food place for either of you guys? I've been to exactly one restaurant there. It ever. was when Stations had it for a minute. That's where they were going with it. And they yeah. were really starting to put some interesting names in there. What was your one place that you went to, Graham? I went to their steakhouse after it was, I think it was after the nine days, and it was called Scotch 80 Prime. Yes, at the time. Scotch 80 Prime still there. <sighs> yeah, and it was uh, it was a great experience. The, the, it was I was there with my wife. The one, I don't know, odd, interesting thing was that at the table next to us, there was an enormous uh, security guy, bouncer, I'm not sure what, bouncer security guy who stood in front of the booth that had three people in it i didn't recognize any of them but they clearly felt they had some kind of security risk <laughs> they had this guy who was absolutely enormous standing there it was it was a very vegas kind of feel to it got to say so graham my my wife and i got married out in las vegas and we hired a las vegas photographer and part of um because we didn't do any sort of like rehearsal dinner the night before per se uh what he said was well i'll tell you what you're paying for it as a part of this package whether you use it or not he said how about um 
you meet me at say 6:30 p.m. You pick the spot and let's or, or give me some ideas of where you were. And, and she sent he sent it to my wife, but but effectively said, figure out where you and your husband would like to have some some pictures taken. Uh, and and I'll I'll, I'll kind of scope out some places of, of where we could have pictures. And so my wife said, well, yeah, how about um, she goes, how about could maybe we do Paris and Bellagio since they're right across the street from one another? And he said, of course, absolutely. My pleasure. So we get into town, he scoped out, he goes, I don't know exactly where uh, I want you to be at what time as the sun is coming down on the, on the op behind the, the Bellagio building. And we're at the, we're at Paris, we're getting some pictures taken. And then when the, um, we're at the crosswalk and when the light turns to, to walk, he goes darting out in front of us and then turns around and takes pictures as we're walking towards him, as we're walking towards the Bellagio. Mm. And, you know, he's taking pictures, taking pictures. And, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm in a suit and she's in a dress and, you know, we're just, we're, we're, we're dressed <laughs> Looking like much nicer than how we exactly right. hand to God, Graham, don't get ahead of me now, man. <laughs> that, that's what people start screaming. Are you a celebrity? Are you guys celebrities? <laughs> that's, how do I know when I've made it, Graham, when I can hire some bodyguard to just stand in front of my table while I eat dinner <laughs> at Scotch 28. Be like, yep, yep. I've, I have I've made somewhere. it. I've yeah. made it. And bring the photographer to That is awesome. I love that. <laughs> As part of a cross promotion with the movie Barbie, Stadium Swim lit itself up all in pink. Do you guys see this video? <laughs> I saw I the picture. Not. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It looks great. I was just more impressed that I'm like, wow, nice, nice work. I didn't realize your uh, your whole setup could be that that uniquely uh, uh, branded. Yeah, customized. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and even the um, I just took a look at it, a quick look at it now, Mark. Even the the outside of Circa, like the whole thing, seemed to be pink, yeah, start basically. to finish, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. My wife and I went out to dinner tonight. Um, after work and you would and there happens to be a a fairly large amc movie theater at this particular outdoor uh, mall that also has a couple of different chain restaurants and we went out and had dinner tonight and you would not believe the number of middle-aged women decked out in their best barbie apparel tonight in in anticipation of going to see the barbie i mean the wow. hand to god Hand of God, gentlemen. And, 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 and if my wife were here, I, I'd be Warm and horny, Tony. Warm and horny. She, right? I said, I cannot believe your demographic is the one that's going out in droves to go see this movie. <laughs> Just shook her head. She goes, I have, I, I can't account for all that 1982-year-olds. So. <laughs> Are you guys making a point to go see it? Oh Jesus Christ! No. Okay, yeah. I, I can't get off my ass anymore. I I have a I have a giant screen TV. I don't need to go to another giant screen and see it's, shit. You I know, listen, I, 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 sincerely, Mark, I I am spoiled by the ability to just stream movies now Agreed. off from Apple and Netflix and fill in the blank. You know, yep, uh, yep. source. Would I like to see Indiana Jones and Oppenheimer on the big screen? Probably. Do I want to sit next to the douchebag who doesn't get off his fucking <laughs> phone the entire three hours and I just have the glare of of a of a cell phone in right, my eye? Right. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It, it's been ruined with enough movies. I'm done. I'm done with the movie theater. Yep. I just need to be a little more patient. Is all it required. <laughs> Exactly right. And the older I get, the more patient I get, it seems. I'm like, I'm all good waiting. <laughs> Renderings of the new rooms at Rio were released this week. We've got a link to what those look like. I, I thought they looked fine. I, I wasn't like, oh my God, look at the luxury that they've created. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> back in the day, Rio was luxury, right? Like it was, Rio was originally, it was, yes. Uh, it was the spot for fine dining. For fine a while. dining. is, is Crazy is, wine cellars. And, yep, yep. Yeah, you got it. Graham knows who he's talking about. Yeah. Morris Day and the Time are performing at the Strat, September 29th and 30th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $75. I want to be there for like two songs is the problem. <laughs> seems most performances you want to be there for one or two songs mark well no no not most of the concerts that i go to uh, well, i, I want to be there but for, most the, of, for the long haul yeah, i see many like that come up like, on the show eh, i'm gonna pass yeah 
Vegas Eater is reporting that La Popular, a Mexican restaurant with all-day breakfast and a taco bar, just opened in a long vacated space at the Palms. It used to be Bobby Flay's Shark, but it closed in 2020 and never came back. That's crazy, Graham, when you were asking about if either of us ever had an opportunity to enjoy some of the eateries at the Palms before A, it got sold, and B, the pandemic. My answer would have been, one time, and it was at Bobby Flay Shark, and I had a wonderful experience. No and way. Broken that it was. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> that's yeah, wild. that's a cra- that's crazy. That's crazy. That's <laughs> awesome. You know, you know, I was. I'm just going to ask this question. I was thinking about it earlier today when I was thinking about recording with you guys today because I heard on previous episodes, Mark, that both Karen, which and this didn't surprise me so much for Karen, but it did surprise me for you, loved the seafood at Amalfi. Uh, yes. Bobby Flay's Amalfi and Caesars, right? Yes, absolutely. And, okay. And now a very positive report from Tony on Shark, now closed. Um, I've tended to shy away from celebrity chef restaurants, but maybe I should rethink that. Are, like, are these outlier experiences for you guys? Or are the celebrity chef places really worth checking out? Or is there a general rule even? Karen, Karen could far better answer that than me. But yeah. the one thing I can I, say is that uh, um, the the chefs tend to live up to their name or or don't in a big bad way. So, no. so you'll point. know in advance if they're not living up. Right. Fair point. I don't know, uh, Graham, that I would necessarily, and I can't believe I'm about to even say these words, uh, Zach, but uh, I don't know that I would necessarily go to a Guy Fieri restaurant in Vegas. Sure. Thank you. But you know who is absolutely lives up to their rep? And, they, and, and frankly, Mark is one of the loudest proponents of Giada's. Oh my God, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, and, and you know what? Uh, Mark and Karen and my wife and I, we ate at um, Robert Irvine's restaurant over at um, Tropicana yep. and had a wonderful experience there. So, okay. um, you know, I think that, um, I think that to some degree, if you if you look at their menu ahead of time and and you can jive with most of the things that are on the who the fuck says jive you know if you can if you if you look at these, these old man ideas, snyder <laughs> clearly right oh that's awesome that's awesome you know if you look at these menus and you like you you like the items on the menu yeah you're gonna you're gonna get exactly what you're expecting but i yeah giada i would go to okay. um, uh, bobby flay i would go to and i wouldn't think i would not think a thing of it as a matter of fact um it's it's he's not there anymore but my wife and i loved there was a ann burrell competition on the food network for where they were looking for they were going to they being caesar's entertainment was going to hire the winner of this one-off mm. series for the bugsy and meyer steakhouse oh, at the really? flamingo, flamingo. Yeah. and we had the good opportunity it was during the pandemic so i mean nobody was there and mm. we got the opportunity to eat there while the winner of that particular one-off competition was still the head chef for that Bugsy and Meyer Steakhouse. And we had an outstanding experience. So okay. I, yeah, listen, I, Iris, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I, I am going to rethink or, or, or act on going to some of these places because I've sort of held off. The, the thing that I've always loved about the celebrity chef phenomenon in Vegas is actually what it produces off the strip. So I think of people like oh, yeah. Brian Howard, who cooked a, a ton of places on the strip. He now does Sparrow and Wolf. Um, James Trees, who cooked at Bradley Ogden and Caesars, and he's now got Esters and and Ada's. And so it, it seems to be like this funnel for amazing chefs who get an incredible training on the strip and then come off and open their own really interesting places off strip. But it sounds like I got to catch them on their uh, strip. Uh, tours of duty as well. It's certainly worth. I think it's. Yeah. I, I think, and I'll speak for for Mark here just briefly when I say the Giada's experience is an experience. Whoever the head chef at Giada's is currently, they could absolutely go tomorrow and start their own oh, yeah. uh, own restaurant, and it would be delicious. But there's something about the experience of sitting at Giada's, and you've got this beautiful uh, floor to ceiling wall of windows overlooking that corner of the strip where. Oh, yeah. you've got sits. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's sometimes you're paying for more than just the the name on the restaurant because Giada's is 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 a pricier place to to eat. But it's oh man, the the view that comes with it, buddy, and yeah. and the gorgeousness of the dining room. Do it. That that, that I can guarantee you, you will not ever consider to be money poorly spent. 
Right. Done. Vital Vegas is reporting that Tom Colicchio's Heritage Steak at Mirage shall henceforth be known as simply Heritage Steak. Oh, and Colicchio's out. <laughs> it, it, it instantly turned Karen off. It, that's that's her relationship with uh, celebrity chefs. Like like she she considered it one of her favorite steakhouses in all of Vegas. But now that Tom Colicchio's not there, she yeah she has no no interest in eating there again. Never okay. never tried it, but I mean Vegas is just so awash in great steakhouses. Oh, that yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. hard to make your way through. True, true. The RJ is reporting that plans are to invest thirty million dollars into renovations at the Circus Circus Adventure Dome, and are expected to be done or mostly done by the end of this year, twenty twenty three. I gotta say, I'm 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 proud of Ruffin, but but I mean, I, it seems like like the property where you invest the least is still going to come out way ahead. Yeah, and that sense. seems to have been the mo so far, right? Yeah. Like not putting too much money into that place. I mean, they have the the new water park thing came out a couple years ago. Okay. And now they, uh, to be honest, like thirty million dollars is only going to clean the place up. Like there's mm-hmm. not there's not really a whole lot that it's going to renovate. Maybe they'll bring in a new attraction or two. That's a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Dog star Keanu Reeves band is playing at the Brooklyn Bowl uh, at the Link Promenades Saturday, August twelfth. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $35. And as a Canadian, I am required to state that Keanu Reeves is also Canadian. Oh, that's right. He is Canadian. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. There you go. Huh. Legion Stadium generated 60,000 watts of energy from their cigarette waste to energy collection program. Something about taking the butts and incinerating them is... is how this works. Huh. That, huh. I don't know right? to, to how that works. Right? I don't know. Exactly. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of having a mind-blowing moment right, right now. Well, shit, now I want to give him my, the, the nubs of my cigar. Let's see if we can't bump that bitch up there to 90 That's right. Let's get some hardcore heat going. At Travel, at Vegas Travel News reported that Harris has canceled the Menopause the Musical in residency at the property's first two weeks of shows. No word why. Also, no idea that Menopause the Musical was even moving to Harris. I, I thought it had been at Harris for decades. It has been. It, well, I don't know if it's been there for a decade, but it's been there for, for quite a while. And they left and must have come back then, obviously. Yeah, so yeah my guess is something else is, is, is like... Either they're taking a hiatus, you know, for a couple weeks. I mean, come on. They, those guys got to perform like seven days a week. Well, they're in menopause. I naturally assume they're having hot flashes <laughs> in 117 degree weather. How do you know? When, when it's Christ, menopause, how do you imagine? know whether it's just a heat wave or? Oh, that didn't, I, I didn't wrap around my head until this moment. Like having a heat flash in the desert. Exactly. <laughs> when, well, if it's ever going to be sorted out, it'll be by three middle-aged men on the podcast here. <laughs> no, no doubt we will. <laughs> We'll get in there Let's and save find the out. world. Let's just do it. Oh, I'm so sick. <laughs> At Melt Vegas is reporting that Las Vegas is the number six best city for rooftop drinking. <laughs> I'd like to know what the uh, what the parameters are on how you get ranked. There were so I, I, many questions I had when I saw this. No kidding. Is this on somebody's garage roof? Right. <laughs> like what are the criteria? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've sat on Mark's roof drinking, and I'm like, dude, this is just fucking hot. Right. He's like, just keep tarring, asshole. Tony wouldn't even put that in the top ten. No. These shingles aren't going to place themselves. Oh, that's awesome. All right, well, listen, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. Like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week, we have listener feedback. Now, usually it is Karen who will uh, read the the emails that we get. 
Graham, you are subbing in for for Karen this week. So, uh, John, thank you very very much for your for your um your very nice email. We did have to pare it down just a scooch for uh, time purposes, uh, but um, nonetheless, Graham, would you mind sharing with us uh, John Chandler's listener feedback? Absolutely, I would be delighted. John writes, Aaron, Mark, and Graham. No, he doesn't. (laughs) That'd have been very foresightful. (laughs) But I did notice that in Tony's editing, the oh, don't point this out, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I may have taken some artistic liberty. (laughs) John says, Tony, Karen, and Mark, to begin, I wanted to let you all know how much I have enjoyed discovering and catching up with your podcast. As a self-described and in no way recovering Las Vegas addict, The podcast quickly became my go-to entertainment during my cross-country drive last month. Did you just Air Bunny go-to on a podcast? (laughs) Did I just what? You put air quotes. Air quotes? quotes? Yeah, you put air quotes around to to go, which is what he did in his email, but you know they're not going to see this and hear that in the podcast, right, buddy? I think it came through in my voice. That's awesome. I like it. It felt like I was listening in on conversations amongst overserved friends, I mean that in the nicest way possible, at a bar and learning a ton about a city that, much to my wife's annoyance, I hear you, uh, I am obsessed with. My you guys wife. are probably asking yourselves, how the hell can this guy visit Las Vegas if every year at a minimum for 25 years and not come close to seeing or experiencing everything that Las Vegas has to offer. Well, it takes time to become my friend. It takes time. (laughs) It takes time. Here's what John says. Well, to answer that question, it is probably best that I give you a better idea of what my typical Vegas experience looks like through a very abbreviated trip report. We normally arrive on Tuesday or Wednesday night before the tournament begins. I think he's talking, yes, he is talking about a sports ball tournament of some sort, basketball. March, I think March, March Madness. Madness. Yeah. yeah, okay. Wednesday night, it has become a tradition that we hit Hooters. Admittedly, the quality of the place has taken a nosedive over the past 20 years, but we are old traditionalists and can't give it up. The wrong way as, an asu- <laughs> as an aside. That, that's going to oh. be my... That my excuse. I'm just a I'm just a traditionalist. Traditionalist. There's nothing more to it. Exactly. As an aside, my wife, who started attending the March Vegas trips a few years ago, is a huge fan of the proposed A's move, as it offers the possibility of imploding the oil <laughs> and thereby ending a tradition that she compares. This is so great. A tradition that she compares to eating seafood at a restaurant with a half star Yelp rating. <laughs> Once we recover from the trauma that we put our bodies through the previous night, we head out to watch the basketball games early Thursday morning. Now, this is where my longtime experience with Las Vegas actually can provide a bit of interesting perspective. Back in the la- in the last 90s, all you needed to do is show up early enough to grab seats, temporary seats, at the old Venetian book to watch the games all day without charge. All the drinks were comped regardless of whether you were betting or not. You tipped your server a buck or two for each drink and you were set for the day. Uh, La Sena slash Bourbon Room was our place at the Venetian until around 2015 when it closed and was replaced by a cocktail lounge concept that wasn't really interested in catering to our beer and betting crowd. Coincidentally, this is around the time that Vegas casinos started the gouging trend when it came to the tournament, charging crazy high prices for the honor of sitting in an uncomfortable seat for four hours and paying full price for your beverages to boot. Believing that our group is not full of A, millionaires, or B, insane people, we decided to look for other options. That is where we came upon the Tilted Kilt. It has been our Vegas tournament home for seven plus years now. Why? It rarely charges us the minimums and lets us stay all day watching the games without hassle. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. One of my favorite activities, however, is wandering up and down the strip from Mandalay to Encore armed with a beer or two or three, procured from one of the conveniently located CVS or Walgreens. It's cheap entertainment, but I love exploring all the hotels slash casinos and noticing all the changes that have occurred since my last visit. The biggest change since the early 90s and now, back in 1999, you had to be 21 and wear a collared shirt to enter Bellagio. <laughs> Holy moly. That? Is that true? I wouldn't have a problem with that. That'd be awesome. I, yeah. I don't, um, I don't, I'm, uh, sadly, I 
I'm too old at this point to, to know whether that was true or not. Um, I wasn't around at the time, but that's, uh, that is fascinating. And I don't, I kind of like the idea. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong too. if yeah. you ask me about requiring the it, it, the casinos saying you're going to be in our. Yeah. I mean, target no know, know your target audience, right? right? Like Belizeer sure. did, but that's that's an intriguing sort of uh, uh, concept if you ask me. No T-shirts. Yeah. I, I could see that. Totally, totally. Although I remember at uh, Circa, uh, what's the place on the rooftop that I still haven't seen because our yeah, group couldn't Club. get in? Uh, Legacy Club. Yes. Yeah because yeah. we had a t-shirt in the crowd yeah and it was it was even a vegas themed t-shirt as i recall yeah, that was me <laughs> yes <laughs> i remember that and i was thinking are you crazy it's a vegas themed t-shirt yeah being worn by a guy who does a vegas podcast like right, isn't yeah. this your ideal customer <laughs> right <laughs> well and i would certainly think anybody who wants to pay 25 dollars a cocktail uh would be you know incur they should break in to be our guest to to get you upstairs especially when you're downtown which is what when, you know most people are downtown looking for the the value opportunities yeah and so you've got mark who might be in a t-shirt but he's saying no 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 here's my credit card let's go to town yeah. kids and they're like no let's no, go to town no. yeah and p.s i've got all of these friends with me right who yeah. <laughs> some are biggest locals coat and on, summer lady. visitors all right yeah and a sport coat, coat on. on yeah that's insane boy that All makes right. any t-shirt more fancy. That's a rule. Absolutely. <laughs> so John continues, unbelievable. Oh, here, we're right on point here. Unbelievably, I haven't visited downtown in years, but that will change next time we're in town. In 2021, I retired from my corporate job in Chicago, and my wife you. and I moved to Tucson. Our two kids are almost done with college, so we thought it would be a good time for a change. Given our relative close proximity to Vegas, we are now able to visit on a more regular basis, two to three times a year. My wife remains a Vegas skeptic, but she <laughs> indulges me, given how much I enjoy the place. I'm familiar with this. Yes, many, many I, men are. <laughs> many men are, yes. This is where your podcast comes in. I listened to about 15 shows on our drive back and forth from Chicago, and I think my wife started to warm up to Vegas a bit more. She Aww. especially liked Karen's food reviews and restaurant suggestions. Yeah. I don't blame her for that. While listening, she was probably thinking there's more to Vegas than tilted kilts, wilted <laughs> salads, and Scottish <laughs> eggs. <laughs> and yes, uh, John, please tell your wife there is so much more to the Vegas food yeah. scene. Yes, yes. Ah. John continues, we are planning on returning to Vegas in October to celebrate our 30th anniversary. Congratulations. And your podcasts have been critical to her being open to it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. On the condition that we hit a mall fee based on Karen's recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, get ready for the sad trombone here. And of course, no visits to Hooters or Tilted Kilt. I don't I, I don't blame her. What What got my wife to fall in love with Vegas was all the things that I didn't give a shit about. Like, it, that's one of the things right. that's amazing about that city is that she enjoys a part of Vegas I can't fathom because I don't... I, I, it's just not in my wheelhouse of interest. Yeah. And it you're, you're exactly right, though. It offers so much to so many different groups. Yep. This last trip, when B and I were there, I spent a ton of time in the Arts District. And I know you guys know that. Well, that's where oh, the beer so crawl charming. is going to be on, on Vegas vacation. And... I said on my podcast, like for anybody who thinks Vegas is just this tacky, glittery, glamoury strip, which is definitely there. And I love lots about yes. that. Like it also has these other amazing neighborhoods that are completely different and cool in completely different ways. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So John finishes up here. A big hearty thank you for all you guys do. I know it has to be a shitload of work pulling each episode together, but I want to let you know how much it is appreciated. Anytime you go through one of those low-energy moments while pulling an episode together, just think of the public service you are performing. Helping a Vegas dunderhead like myself realize there's more to Vegas than a couple of restaurants and casino sports books. <laughs> uh, I hope to thank you all properly over a beverage or two in the near future. Hope everyone has a great time at Vegas Vacation 12. John Chandler. I hope that as well, John. I, I, would, love, I would love for you to pave drinks for me. <laughs> may that dream come true we're, we're big fans of that big fans right. of that no that's 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 a, he had a he had a very fun and a very nice uh uh 
email, the trip report that he sent. And I, like I said, I edited a little bit of it out, a little bit of it out. Um, but uh, I, I tried to keep in the, the, the true Vegasy Vegas parts of it. And, 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 you know, Graham, you touched on it. And I think that John is, John's wife is, is right on as well. I did not give one hoot about the food. When I first started going to Vegas, I was a buffet king. Like I would do buffet at breakfast and I would do a buffet at dinner. And I thought I was, I was the most ingenious human being ever on the place. Skim the whole system. Exactly. Exactly. Look how much money I'm saving by spending, you know, $30. <laughs> to gorge wearing myself. my stretching, stretchy buffet pants. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took a page out of the Friends episode, Thanksgiving yeah. episode. But um, but no, that's but so I brought my wife out and she goes, well, she goes, listen, I don't really like gambling, but I do like a lot of these uh, celebrity chefs that I watch on on Food Network who have these restaurants. She said, if I'll go, but in return, you have to be willing to let me pick where we go eat dinner every night that we're in town. And I said, okay, so well that, awesome. that seems more than fair, but I think the best part about that. And I'm, and, and John, I'm, this is, the story is a little bit more for you, buddy, than it is for, for Graham and Mark. Cause I think we've already sold though our <laughs> respective wives on this aspect. The trick is absolutely once you can get her to see the value of what you do and you can see the value of what she enjoys, everybody wins. Because now my wife just loves, loves to sit at a video poker bar for hours on end, playing video poker, drinking free comped cocktails. And then off we go to dinner at, say, Amalfi or Giada's or, you know, fill in the blank Tom Colicchio place. That is the secret. You've got you've to be open to go and explore her world of what's interesting for her. And in this instance, it's restaurants that will make her more receptive than to your world, which is sitting around, you know, drinking for free while, while doing your gambling. And then throw on top of it, the, you know, the comp rooms or show tickets or, you know, fill in the blank, whatever's. She's like, wait, a, my, my wife was just floored at the notion that the, the gaming that she was giving today resulted in a proverbial free <laughs> hotel room tomorrow. tomorrow. And that right. was, that's how I got her. That's how I got her. <laughs> Well done. Well, I got to say, John, thank you for sending that in because for uh, people like me who don't get to visit Vegas as often as we would like, your email really hit home because it's about that. Uh, I want to be back and I'm listening to 360 Vegas. I'm listening to other Vegas podcasts in the meantime, and they're getting me through and I can't wait to be back in town. So uh, I hear you, man. I feel the same way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode number 449. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And you can get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, much like our buddy John Chandler did, please send that email to the following address. It is 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I'm at 360vegastony. Graham. I am at Chef Demoni. You just heard, or he just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Hey!